Looks left, looked back right, he's running. Directing traffic, throws, end zone, stopped there, wide open, touchdown! It's half a dozen for Superman! You're listening to The John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. As the Sooners roll into the win column, game over. Final score in Norman on a Saturday afternoon. It's Oklahoma 52 and Texas Tech 21. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. I like cuts courtesy of the Sooner Sports Network from Learfield. Toby Rowland with the call. Most recent game, most recent win for the Sooners. They were off last Saturday. That was the win two weeks ago over Texas Tech. OU now well-rested, a weekend off, extra time to prepare, coming to Waco on Saturday to play the Bears, 11 a.m. kickoff for Baylor and OU. And we welcome in the voice of the Sooners. Our good friend Toby Rowland joins us now. How you doing, Toby? I'm great, J-Mo. How are you today? I am great. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Uh, how was the uh, the bye week? What would you do with the no game on Saturday? Uh, it was restful. It was fantastic. Uh, you know in this business how much we look forward to those. And we had uh, the longest stretch that I've ever had since I've been calling games. Uh, nine straight weeks to start the season before a bye. And uh, this was a beat-up football team. They had survived a whole bunch of scares. Uh, they had taken us on a dramatic, exhausting roller coaster of the first <laughs> three-fourths of the season. So I think we all relished the bye week and had a very good time sitting back and watching the rest of college football kind of duke it out this weekend. But eager to get back after it. Very uh, excited to come down to Waco. Always love your beautiful stadium and we tend to play fun football games with each other down there. Excited to see the mullet bros and my man Jackson Moffitt. And I, guess, I guess you guys are uh, raising the championship banner Friday night down there, right? Uh, yeah, I was going to say. I mean, you, you can't make it Friday, right? You've got a game of your own, basketball on Friday. Well, I have been taken off of that game. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and so, I, but I will not be at the Baylor basketball game Friday night. I, gotcha. Uh, unfortunately can't make it but uh, yeah that's going to be a that's going to be a party yeah that'll be fun you've made uh, some of those in the past haven't you i've been to some baylor basketball yeah. games sure yeah, yeah that yeah, yeah the, the moffitt family is uh, best that was my college roommate uh his dad is my college roommate and so we've uh we're closet baylor basketball fans <laughs> sure. don't let that uh don't let that word get out up here in sooner nation but uh, we we certainly root for Jackson. I got you. Very good. Appreciate that. Um, no Lincoln Riley at his press conference this week. Uh, anything to that, or or what do you know? What can you tell us? What's going on there? I don't think there's anything to it. It certainly has been. Uh, it has been good for the message boards and sports radio the last <laughs> couple of days. Right. It's just kind of added. It's the latest, you know, uh, drama that we've had around here where in the world is Lincoln Riley uh he has he didn't do his coaches show last night either and uh the, you know we weren't really given a reason but the reports are he has been at practice the last couple of days so uh I, I don't know I, I don't think there's anything to it I mean there's the LSU fans would like you to believe he's down in Baton Rouge interviewing for that job 
Right. I don't think Lincoln. I don't think the when you get to the level of Lincoln Riley, you don't go interview for jobs. You certainly don't leave your team in game game week and go interview for jobs out. So I don't think that's the case. But I don't know. Maybe he's got something going on with family. Maybe there's an illness or uh, he had a dentist appointment. I have no idea. But it certainly <laughs> has created quite a stir. Well, you're my go-to, right? I mean, you're the one I text to ask that question. So uh, I appreciate your uh, forthcoming You should be answer. asking the, uh, the the school newspaper, you know, the intrepid reporters we have over there at our school newspaper. They've probably got all the answers. Yeah, they find a way to get in, don't they, where other media don't necessarily get in. That's great. Uh, tell us the, uh, the difference in the Sooners and the Sooners offense since Caleb Williams was installed at quarterback. Yeah, uh, Caleb Williams. I mean, that's the answer. I think that I think the offensive line has gotten better, uh, you know, and it coincided with him coming into the lineup. It, it was getting better. And so that has helped the run game. But his dynamic playmaking ability, especially with his legs, just changes everything. You know, when when a defense has to worry about him breaking off a run, then uh, it tends to make linebackers hang a little closer to the line of scrimmage, which creates some openings in the passing game. He has been daring in his uh, desire to throw the ball deep, even when his guy isn't open necessarily. He has trusted his receivers to go make plays, and more often than not, they have. Um, And he's made the dramatic plays. You know, the fourth down pickups to win football games, uh, which tend to make their way into highlights. So he's been kind of a Haley's Comet around here. It's it's the biggest storyline of a, a season that has a lot of storylines. But nobody would have imagined two things, that Oklahoma would be 9-0 and and Spencer Rattler would have been benched, and that Oklahoma would be 9-0 and and be number eight in the college football play, that doesn't even sound mathematically possible. So it's been a strange year. Yeah, one of four unbeatens in the country and undefeated, leading the Big 12 Conference, but just number eight in the CFP. How? What do you think that is? How do you explain that? Well, I think that they just haven't been very impressive. I mean, it's really – it's hard to argue too vehemently. I, I certainly would put them ahead of Michigan and probably Michigan State. I think they're a better team than Cincinnati. You know, I, I would sit here and argue with you that they're, they should be in the top four. But I look around my office right now, and there's OU logos everywhere. So I'm not exactly unbiased. <laughs> right. Um, but I will say that they haven't been overly impressive. You know, they've – They've won all their games, but they've all been close. Almost all of them have been close. And they got a couple of scares from some bad teams like Tulane and Kansas, and that caught a lot of eyeballs. So I think it's probably warranted that they are not thought very – they haven't played their toughest teams yet. You know, the three toughest teams on their schedule are still to come. So, one, uh, I think you're kind of thankful for it. If you are a coach or maybe even a fan base, because you probably got a ticked off football team and you can certainly use this to help motivate them. You know, Hey, they don't think you're any good. Look at this year, Oklahoma and you're undefeated. They got you at eight. So 
it's a motivational chip for them. And there, there's, there's really zero concern that if they were to win out here, that they would end up in the top four. I mean, with the gauntlet of games that they've got in front of them, um, I, I, it would be the 99.99% chance that they would be in the playoff if they won out. So uh, it's an interesting talking point right now, but I think it's pretty meaningless probably. Toby, a great stat in the notes, in your game notes this week. Oklahoma has won 23 straight games in the month of November. That, that is uh, unbelievable, number one, and really impressive. It actually dates back to a loss to Baylor in Norman in 2014, but 23 straight. That, that to me, says uh, that the team gets better as the season goes on. They're playing their best football late in the season. How would you decipher that number? No, I, yeah, no, that's right. I think that's how you read that. And a lot of those have been against ranked teams. A lot of those have been big football games. I mean, I think that I'd have to go back and add it up. I think about half of those have been against top 25 teams too. So it is, uh, it's pretty remarkable. Uh, there have been some humdingers in there, man. I mean, mm. the 2019 game at your place ranks right at the very mm. top. And there's been some other ones that have been, you know, two point knockdowns in the end zone to, Wish you could have beat him in Norman a couple of years ago. TC, you had a chance to beat him on a two-point play. So it's it's a, an incredible stretch at the most important time of the year. But what you said, I think, is accurate. It, it's kind of evidence that Bob Stoops and now Lincoln Riley have had teams that have gotten better as the year has gone along. And uh, they've played their best with the backs against the wall. And uh, – Usually, if they lose a game, when they lose a game, it's in the first half of the season, and then you got the no margin for error the rest of the way, and they have worked best in that scenario. Now, that's in the past, you know? I mean, that has no bearing whatsoever on what happens this Saturday, other than there's a belief in that locker room that, all right, this is the time of year when we play our best football, so... We'll see whether or not that means anything. And it's a tough stretch, isn't it, for you guys in November? Yep. Baylor this week, Iowa State next week, and then uh, close with Bedlam in Stillwater. Yeah, it's the it's the three, it's the three chasers. You know, it's the three best teams in this conference that you get back to back to back, and then if you survive that, one of them again. So four yeah. straight games against the three best teams in the conference. If you're lucky. So that's why, you know, that's why I say if they win out, they're going to be in the playoff. The, the problem for OU is not the committee. The problem is the opponents, the, the quality of opponents that they have in front of them. Baylor's really good uh, defensively. Very, I mean, the, the Petrie guy, I think, is the best defensive player in, the, in this conference. He's unbelievable. Uh, you've seen Iowa State. You know how good they are. You've seen Oklahoma State. You know how good that defense is. So this is a gauntlet, you know, um, and, and Oklahoma's been shaky. So they're going to have to play better than they have so far this year if they're going to survive this gauntlet. Toby, I know you're in on the uh, decision-making process. Uh, what do you know? What do you hear? What can you tell us about the move to the SEC? When, when might that happen? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's giving you some bad information. Uh, I, I believe the company line is. Uh, I know OU what the company is line is. Actually, in the Big Twelve till 2015. I know the company line. Yeah. All yeah. right. So as far as far as I know, 
that's the way it's going to be. Uh, but, um, you know, these, these are moving pieces, it seems, and, and news breaks all the time. So I have no idea. I'm, I am a interested looker on just like you are and uh these are fascinating days there's no way it lasts that long do you think uh again contractually the company line is (laughs) (laughs) i hear you i really like my job Uh, i really like my job today's not the day i want to get i want you to keep your job Uh, and i'll say this too uh we're gonna miss you guys i mean i hate this i i think i understand but i hate it and i hate the way it all came about but uh you know when you when you move on uh we're gonna miss you guys uh you and texas so i hate to see it happen well, I mean, let's, you've gone too far there. Nobody's going to miss Texas. But I, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm with you. And, and it, whenever it does happen, it's exciting. And I get why fans are excited, and I'm excited, to get to go to new venue, venues and to have new teams come to your place. Those, those are exciting things to think about, especially the quality of the teams and programs those are. But I think what a, a lot of people don't understand is how – you know, close we get to uh, the other people in this conference, and especially our brothers and and play by play and our color analysts and basketball and football and baseball, and, and uh, we all text each other all the time and go out to eat. And even beyond that, you get to know administrators and, and media relations people and fans. And so, uh, whenever it does happen, I'm very, very much going to miss uh, the rest of the teams and the people of the big 12 and that that is a hundred percent heartfelt i do mean it you know that you know that i know that i think the world of you jmo well i appreciate you saying that and uh just know that we feel the same way and and we'd like nothing better than to send you out with a loss this saturday okay (laughs) even though we do have four years (laughs) remaining before you leave so i appreciate your time how was hoops last night how did the uh porter moser era get off to a start last night Sloppy first half, very good second half. Uh, I had to take a program with me because we got so many new faces yeah. that it's hard to figure out who everybody is till they're out there. So it's going to be a while, I think, before they come together um, just because there's so much new. But Porter Moses is a very impressive guy, and I think that, that Joe C. did it again. I think he made another really good hire there. Mm, very good. Hey, man, I appreciate your time. Thanks very much. Always great to visit and uh, travel safe, and we will see you bright and early on Saturday. I can't wait to see you down there. Thanks, man. All right, appreciate it. Toby Rowland, the great voice of the Oklahoma Sooners.